Welcome everyone to the dub episode 20, episode 20, episode 20 of the Gamify Everything podcast, Beyond the Metaverse. I'm your host, Marcus Howard, and today we're joined by Joshua Nelson from Emotional Ideas. Welcome to the show, Joshua. Hey, what's happening? I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man, this is crazy. We started this podcast just, it feels like just yesterday. We're already at, at 20 episodes, and so it's, it's an honor to host you as a guest for this episode. Talk about kind of like the next stage of the metaverse, the yeah. real life experience. Right, right, most for, definitely. For those who don't know you, uh, you know, you and I have, have worked together for, for a couple of years, I've been following your journey, supporting you, but people in Discord and, and LinkedIn, Twitter, Twitch, et cetera, are meeting you for the first time in the podcast, hearing you for the first time. Can you talk a bit about your background? Okay. Uh, so my background, uh, I've spent a lot of time uh, studying the amusement and entertainment industry. I like to say I'm a adult kid at this, you know, and I say that from a standpoint of, you know, people may laugh at me, but uh, for my 21st birthday, I went to Chuck E. Cheese. And because, uh, uh, you know, I love entertainment centers. I love places like Dave and Buster's and just places where I can just be in a gaming environment. And maybe that probably stems from the fact that I wanted to go more often when I was a kid. Uh, didn't really have that luxury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now that I'm an adult, I say, you know, what, I'm going to do something that's going to essentially uh put me in that world all the time. So, yeah, I studied amusement and the entertainment industry over the last 10 years. Uh, I also have a background in IT uh, software uh, with my company. And I just like to say my biggest attribute for my industry is my vision, man. I have a big vision for this industry. and uh, I may not be the ideal gamer, but I game enough to have some input. So, yeah. And input is, is important, man. And perspective, I think, is even more valuable. Yeah. Really quick, some quick housekeeping items. Again, this, for those of you who are, this is your first episode. Welcome to episode 20. Uh, this Gamify Everything podcast is powered by Gamify, which is an IDEO launch pad, essentially a crowdfunding platform to launch Gamify projects, either the metaverse, um, play to earn games or anything that's Gamify, which is one of the reasons that Josh was here. Uh, so if you are joining us live in Discord, raise your hand if you want to ask a question. We'll certainly be to the stage. If you are uh, joining us via any of the platforms we're being streamed to, send us a question in the chat. We'll answer those as well. And, you know, we're going to just talk about the metaverse and what it means for motorsports. But before that, Joshua, can you talk a little bit about how you got into the crypto space, the gaming space, the gamified arena? Okay. Well, starting with crypto, I think I got into it as uh, most people, you know, seeing a new opportunity in the financial world and uh, kind of took advantage of it. I will admit my my big intro to crypto was a Shiba Inu. <laughs> uh, I'm proud to say I made like seventeen thousand from that. It was like it was skyrocketing, and I kind of got into it on accident. You know, I put a little bit into it, and then that weekend it just like skyrocketed. I had just got in that weekend, skyrocketed. So I was like crazy about it. Um, you know, as far as like the whole uh, gaming and uh, metaverse, I think for me, I kind of got into this again. I'm a game. I'm someone who loves gaming. I really loved Mario Kart. The game came out in 1992. And so that's the year I was born. So, you know, I was already sitting in that phase to, like, kind of uh, uh, be in that world. Um, so as far as you want me to get into how I got into gaming with what I'm, what I'm building? Yeah, yeah. The, the inspiration okay. for that. Just just talk a little bit about it. And for those of you who are, who are listening on Discord um, and, and later on the podcast, definitely want to go watch the video that's going to be on the Gamify YouTube because we're showing basically the battle racing concept website so you can see you're hearing about it now, but I want you to see it later. So definitely go check that out on Gamify's YouTube. But go ahead, Josh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And for those that want a little context, you can go to battleracing.com. Uh, for those that's on Discord, they kind of want to uh, look at the website while we're talking. Again, it's battleracing.com. Uh, so, yeah, man, uh, uh, for me, 
uh, again, growing up playing Mario Kart and Crash Team Racing, Twisted Metal, that was like my my world. Uh, one day back in like 2014, I was uh, go-karting, man. And, um, you know, for anyone that knows anything about go-karting, you're kind of just like riding around until they tell you to stop. You know, just like, you know, in your mind, you're competing against your friends. I'm in first six, but you're really just riding around until they tell you to come park it again. And uh, one time, you know, when I was I was racing, and I was stuck behind this guy, man, and I couldn't seem to get past him. And so with go-karting, there is a legitimate sport behind go-karting. A lot of people don't know. You know, it's something called overtake, where you have an opportunity to surpass the person in front of you. But you must be strategic in, you know, when is the best time to try to inch the nose of your vehicle behind them or around them or try to cut across the track quickly before you get to a turn. And for the life of me, I just couldn't get past this guy in front of me. He was He was that good. And in my mind, I said, man, I wish I could just, like, take a page from Mario Kart and, like, throw a turtle shell and, like, slow him down. And uh, I just, when I got off of racing, I just couldn't stop talking about it, couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, I was calling my friends and family, just constantly running this idea to them and uh, not realizing that subconsciously I was kind of building a business in my mind. And you know what they say, if you can't stop talking about something, maybe you should be the one to make it happen. And I must admit, I waited for Nintendo to make this happen. I promise you guys I waited for them to make this happen. I just didn't see it. So, you know what? I sat down. You know, I started looking at, you know, existing technology, uh, motorsports. I started looking at gaming and said, from a practical standpoint, how can I make uh, Mario Kart come to life, basically? And one thing led to another. And now we're here talking about a new proposed uh, industry that I, uh, new proposed industry of combat motorsports that I call battle racing. And I think we have an opportunity to combine advanced gaming technology with real electric vehicles to uh, create a new motorsport genre alternative to like NASCAR and Formula One. And I, I want to build something that's like for our generation, for the gamers. You know, we kind of have like a little tagline here. Ideas. We say we're, we're developing something that's built for drivers, but designed for gamers. And I just, I can't wait to really show you guys what that is. So can you talk a little bit about the gamification yeah. concept? So yeah, I, I definitely can do that. I definitely can do that. Oh. I guess. So, um, so my company, Emotional Ideals, is a sports and entertainment technology company. Um, like I said, we're combining uh, hyper-immersive gaming technology with real electric motors. Again, I'm going to emphasize real electric. And so, you know, uh, how this operates is essentially our product is a gaming console. So it comprises of a body shell and steering wheel. So we would take an existing electric go-kart, maybe at your you know, nearest uh, go-karting venue, and we would take off the body shell, take off the steering wheel, and we would combine our own advanced gamified steering wheel and body shell. And what that does is we're uh, ultimately... Uh, change the go-kart model to a real-life uh, battle vehicle. So this vehicle has the ability to have buttons on the front and the back of the steering wheel, just like it's a real, as a real gaming controller is. But the vehicles actually move. You, you know, seats vibrate. The vehicles vibrate. You know, you have buttons on the steering wheel that allows you to activate certain power-up items that allow you to shoot and slow down vehicles ahead of you or behind you. So again, you know, we're a real deal targeting a full sport. You know, um, and I'm just very excited to be the one to bring this type of gameplay to reality. So, you know, we have a variety. Right now, we have around like 12 separate power items that we're excited to debut. When we uh, officially release this uh, battle console and battle racing to the world, uh, we've done a lot of work with safety. Again, these are real vehicles. So, you know, we're talking go-karts that can go 45 miles per hour. And um, even though our product is starting on uh, recreational vehicles like go-karts, our longer goal is to put this on larger scale vehicles uh, to go up against NASCAR. So we think the gamification of this motorsport allows us to introduce a new sport and essentially solve the problems that like NASCAR and Formula One are having. You know, a lot of them say that they're struggling to reach the, the minority and younger audience. Well, truth be told, uh, a lot of people don't want to watch a car go left for 200 laps. 
you know, we're we're overstimulated. You know, we we got Call of Duty now. You know, we got games that require more of us. So I say, you know, why not um, uh, revolutionize a sport that has that same uh, need? And just a little context for those that don't know, um, NASCAR actually started in 1948. Um, Formula One started in 1950, and go karts were invented in 1956. So we're here, you know, 60 plus years later, and nothing's really changed. So I think uh, with the excitement in esports and gamifications and metaverse, it gives us an opportunity to, you know, not only create a new um, hybrid industry within real motorsports, but to introduce a new uh, gaming genre within esports itself. You know, call it e-motorsports, call it what you want. But I think it's time to kind of see Mario Kart uh, recraft itself in the physical world. So I'll leave that there for a second. That's what's really exciting to me about your project is that I think about Ready Player One. I think about, like, Tron. Yep. Right. Like those experiences, with the, that's the closest thing I can reference to seeing that almost yep. come to real life. And, yep. and nothing against the simulation racers, because there there are those as well. True. I think even Nintendo has its own, like the first official Mario Kart experiences. What is that in Japan or something? Uh, well, they got one at Universal Studios in Florida that's, open, that's supposed to be opening soon, but it's really a roller coaster. You know, you, really, oh, okay. you can't control your vehicle. You just sit down with VR glasses and kind of like press a button and shoot title shows, but you can't control it. We want to give you that control. Excellent. And, and like you said, that's what gamers want, right? Like yep. that's that's why we play video games because it's such an immersive experience, the most immersive form of consumer media that exists. And and I have experienced the same thing you described where you know you're doing go-kart racing and and I've always actually felt that like whoever has the fastest cart will always win. Right. <laughs> right. It's like there's no skill. It's not right. even that like you can't get in front of if you have a slow cart, it doesn't matter what skill right. level you have. You, you might just you you'll end in the exact same right. place that you started. There are ten cars and you are in seventh place. When you in the race, you will be in seventh place because they all move the same speed. Right. There's basically no strategy. Elements. And I'm actually glad you said that because uh, one of the reasons why it's like that is because most of those vehicles are like gas, you know, petrol vehicles. Whereas you know, emotional ideals, we'll be putting our battle racing technology on exclusively electric vehicles. You know, one we're going green. Uh, and two, it gives us that uh, ability to uh, add more uh, customizations to the sport, you know, give you speed boosts. Uh, I think what we're enjoying is that not only are we, we're, we're trying to change the sport in three ways. The, the driver slash player that's in the vehicle. We're trying to change the spectators, the people that's watching it. We even want to change the way that you guys will interact uh, with motorsports and uh, with gaming. But we're also changing the track as well. And that's what I'm really excited about. You know, we're going to even change the way that you guys envision and see the track. Um, you know, we're adding, you know, turn bank walls, option lanes. We're adding landmines on the track. We're adding acceleration zones, you know, that turn on and turn off. Uh, so we're giving gamers what they are used to, to having. You know, gamers like to strategize and use their skill. To your point, you know, if you have the fastest vehicle, then it really doesn't make it a game of skill. And, you know, uh, interesting enough, you know, I was looking into why isn't Mario Kart like a... Uh, a pro esport, you know, I see like Call of Duty and I see all these other and I kind of was looking into it and it was basically saying that the reason why Mario Kart is not like an official uh, esport is because they said the randomization of the power ups make it a game of chance uh, mm-hmm. uh, versus a game of skill. So I, I was me and my team has been keeping that in mind as we develop this sport to say, OK, how can we make this more of a game of skill uh, versus a game of chance? And so we're, we're playing with the algorithms. We're playing with how you uh, acquire the power ups, how you use them. You know, I'm excited to say that unlike Mario Kart or Crash Team Racing, where you must drive through a box to get a power item, uh, we're going to give you two power items at a time and allow you to swap between the two, as well as, you know, if you are in first place, you're not going to get speed boost as often as someone in last place. 
Now, you know, we have both offensive and defensive power items that we're creating. So any item that you get would give you a strategic an opportunity at uh, coming in first place. But when I say that, I'm excited to showcase to you, guys, you gamers uh, what we have in mind. I, I think we got something that's going to change the generation. Excellent. And, and just for those of you who are watching this video, and if you're listening to the podcast, again, I highly recommend you go to uh, either BattleRacing.com or right now go to the Gamify YouTube to see it. Uh, there's a video here of the track that, that Joshua just described. It's not just a regular kind of oval track or with a little bit of, of curves here and there with basically just a, a giant circle. This is like multi-level tiered, like complex racing space, something that you would expect to see in like a Mario Kart or a Crash Team Racing. Most definitely. So, you know, our goal is, you know, we're going to create our first facility with a, basically a quarter to a half a mile, so geared toward a half a mile by level track. We want to copy and paste that essentially across the globe. You know, people can come in, they can compete, they race, uh, they join teams. Uh, that's another thing I really want to bring back to the sport of racing is the co-competitive factor. You know, we're even changing the way you, you receive points at the end of the race. You know, yeah, you get points, what we call the battle score at the end of the race based off of what position of the race you ended in, such as like first place 100 points, second place 80 all the way down to sixth place, and after sixth place, you start to lose points to your overall, you know, player's profile score. And, um, you know, there's, like, achievement points that you can uh, get while you're racing. You know, hey, you had the, uh, you surpassed the most people on lap two, five, and six, so you got points as well. You know, you took the least damage, so all that will add up to your battle score. And I think that once people really learn how the sport of battle racing works, I think people are going to be addicted. And so, you know, with that addiction, they say, you know, every sport started off as fun before it became competitive. So, you know, I want to see people have fun with this, learn how the sport works, and, hey, let's uh, have an opportunity maybe for you to get drafted to a pro league and do this on larger vehicles. So, yes, there's so much room to grow with this new space. We talk about gamifying everything, and uh, yeah. I want you to talk a little bit about the innovation you have in the controller. And I know more about this because we've yeah. had several conversations, but just how you're bringing those gamified elements to enhance just the overall player and driver experience. And, and, I, and while we do that, I'm going to see if I can find that. I know it's on your website, so... Okay. scroll and hopefully land on it somewhere because I saw it earlier. Here. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're really going beyond when it comes to the steering wheel. You know, we want to include haptic vibration technology. Um, the, the buttons vibrate themselves. They light up. You have buttons on the back and the front of the steering wheel. Steering wheel is being ergonomically designed uh, for your hands to fit around the grip. Um, again, we, we want you to feel like you're playing a video game on your couch, but you're actually moving. You know, we want you to have that, uh, again, you know, with a lot of people going to, like, you know, Metaverse and going, you know, complete simulation, the thing that we want to drive home is that, hey, you're going to feel real G-Force. You know, we, we, you know, we're doing everything except for you actually blowing up. So we got all the safety measures, you know, full roll cage, rear view cameras, steering wheel vibration, seat vibration, you know, as you go around corners, you feel that, that turn in your stomach, you know, so... Uh, I think we're going to be the closest thing you can get to trying to bring gaming to the real world. Uh, most people try to take the real world to gaming. I'm bringing the gaming to the real world, and I think that's that's going to introduce some features that no no offense to simulation racing, but uh, there are certain things you, you just kind of hard to simulate. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, you just have to. You know, you can't. There's a there's no substitute for being behind the wheel and, and actually, like you said, right. feeling those G forces. I'm gonna take a quick commercial break. Some housekeeping for again for Gamify. Uh, if you own the GMI token, you can stake them now on the Gamify website for up to 225% APY. You also need the GMI tokens for our upcoming IDOs. We have two IDOs that we've announced. 
One's this upcoming Friday for Gammy. And then one is the following Thursday for Time Raiders. So if you haven't gotten your GMI tokens, uh, definitely now's the time to do that before those upcoming IDOs. So you don't miss out on an opportunity. Joshua, can you talk about the, the roadblocks that you've seen for even in your own personal experience, like onboarding into kind of the crypto metaverse ecosystem? And then how does that also apply to you trying to like make battle racing and, and motorsports more accessible? Yeah, so I mean, my journey, you know, anytime you're introducing innovation, you know, you're essentially saying that you're changing what people are traditionally are used to. So, you know, I already have the uphill battle. You know, a lot of people say, you know, uh, one, this was impossible. You, you can't combine gaming with motorsports. You know, how are you going to do it from a safety perspective? Well, one, I'm proud to say we are officially patented. Uh, we received our patent at the beginning of last year. Um, and we have 20 plus claims with more patents under review. So we have exclusivity in this new space to year 2040, as well as we have global exclusivity under WIPO. Um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, I think the way we want to kind of do this is we recognize there's going to be a learning curve in a sense. You know, one, uh, giving people access to get to this. You know, if there's only one location, then, you know, people on the West Coast may not be able to get to try it yet. So our goal is to get this to scale as quickly as possible, whether we uh, create an exclusive entertainment franchise to put this around. Oh, we partner with the likes of, you know, uh, your Andretti's or your K1 Speeds or your, your Six Flags, you know. So our, our goal is to create this as something that's accessible to everyone because, again, our, our longer goal is to make this a pro sport. And I think another way that we're going to try to make this more accessible people is the spectator side of things. So I'm excited to announce that on um, inside of every vehicle's cockpit, there will be a selfie camera. And that selfie camera will stream your player in real stream your racing experience in real time over your social media platform. So we're actually designing a mobile companion app that you can actually download to your phone, and it would essentially act as your vehicle key. As you approach your vehicle, it uh, synchronizes your phone with the go-kart so it knows who's driving it. And uh, as you do that, each player uh, and spectator will be able to kind of keep a log with their player points, player profile, watch other people as they battle race, maybe even bet on other players. You know, And, and that right there offers, opens up an opportunity for us to do things like NFTs and such you know, uh, uh, in-game crypto that people can earn and spend within the battle, race, battle racing ecosystem. So there is so much that we are able to do with that. And I think that being able to make this a sport that can stream, uh, whether uh, remotely or locally, I think it would be an easy way for people to accept this concept. And as we roll this across the country, for people to put their hands and put butts in seats and let them try it out. So, you know, I think, again, the biggest obstacle is, you know, the innovation side of it. You know, we have full hardware specs, software specs, We've been working on this a long time to make sure we knew exactly that what we can do, how to do it, how to safely do it, and implement and execute. And so now we're uh, at the stage, uh, next stage now, where we're raising the additional funding to put all this research and uh, combine it to actually build the full thing. So I'm ready to get it out to people. I'm ready to drive in this thing, man. And, and <laughs> I wanted to share that you are also, you and your team, your company are featured in the Innovate Gaming yeah. Resource book. For those yeah. of you who, who are, are watching on the video, you can see that, uh, you know, in the, the mixed reality, augmented reality yeah. chapter. What and, page and am I on? What page am I on? You are on page uh, 223 and 224. You and there Bill. you go. There you go. So there when you, you go. I know some of you are waiting on the book. The book will hopefully, well, here in the U.S., if you're in Europe, you already got your copies, or, or in Asia, you already got your copies. But those in the U.S., uh, the boat is sitting outside of Miami. It's supposed to land on the 11th, I think, this upcoming Friday. So 
hopefully in two weeks from now, those of you who pre-ordered will have your books. But yeah, man, I think it's, it's so important that, that you have this experience where you're bringing that gamified um, you know, experience to physical racing and, and really also using it, like you said, like an onboarding into crypto and into NFT. I've got to go get, get a snack for, for my son very quickly, but you'll talk a little bit more about what your vision is for, for the things that you can use on a digital piece in the mobile app and how that, that whole ecosystem, you and I talked about that before, yeah. the whole ecosystem vision you have. I'll be right back. So again, our, we, we believe that battle racing would not only create a new sub-genre within esports, but again, would create a whole new industry vertical within motorsport racing itself. You know, this gives us so much flexibility to introduce new concepts and such. And, you know, um, um, another part that we're excited about is the whole virtual training side. So, yes, even though battle racing would be a physical experience that you get in onto real vehicles, we're also developing a virtual version of battle racing as well. You know, so maybe we're able to put these gaming kiosks at entertainment centers that don't have go-karts, but people still uh, want to enjoy this battle racing experience, kind of hone in on their skills and get a little bit more um, uh, skillful, if you will, on how the sport of battle racing works. So we'll be able to put these gaming kiosks in different uh, entertainment centers. So essentially, we would have a version of simulation racing for battle racing. Uh, again, for those that don't have physical go-karts, but also as a training ground for when you do get a chance to get into the real vehicle. Uh, again, our mobile app gives us the ability to introduce more concepts. So as I mentioned, at the end of your race, you'll get something called a battle score. So your battle score will be comprised of two different scores that combine to make your battle score. Uh, one is your player position points, so the points that are awarded to you based off of what position of the race you ended in, as well as your achievement points, which are like your sub points uh, during each lap. Uh, so essentially, you could be in second place and still have more points than the first person player. Those That battle score may be able to be uh, uh, equated or converted into some form of gaming crypto that could be used within the battle racing ecosystem. You know, maybe use it to bet on other races, bet on your friends, you know, maybe purchase... Uh, some NFTs that can be used inside of the game. What I mean by that is um, inside of the race, where I start with the mobile app, in the mobile app, you will have an opportunity to basically create your own avatar, which is essentially be your vehicle. You know, you can customize the rims, the body shell, the colors and such. And that's the vehicle that will display as like your hood or your vehicle avatar on your dashboard as you're actually racing. And, you know, we may have a lot of opportunities to inc incorporate those things. So, you know, we see a lot of space on how we can work with crypto, how we can work with NFTs, how we can use this digital space to introduce uh, battle racing for the spectators as well as the drivers in real life. So it's kind of got to buckle in and wait and see what we do. Awesome, man. The sky is the limit. Can you talk about in your experience in, in both either in, in your journey in, in crypto and in, in the metaverse, like what's the craziest thing that you've experienced? I know you talked about the Shiba Inu that like you got in like right there before it spiked. Yes. Is that the craziest experience you've had? Have you had anything that's uh, more interesting? Um, I would have to say that that's probably the one of probably at the top of my list because I made mm -hmm. money from it, <laughs> like <laughs> un unexpectedly, you know. Um, um, I would say also, and I hear something I want to share. Um, it's kind of slipping my mind at the moment. Uh, I would say, I would say Shiba Inu was probably my big, that was, uh, I mean, I almost dumped everything I had into that thing, man. When I seen it rise, like I put in like a thousand or two thousand, it jumped to almost 20,000. Like I was like, whoa, you know? So, um, I think that's probably the craziest that's happened in industry space. Well, then um, when, once, once battle racing is live, then, then that will be the craziest thing that other people will yes. experience, right? Because they're Most driving, definitely. they're earning their crypto, um, you know, they're creating their NFTs, they're, they're trading their NFTs, they're, they're wagering their NFTs. Right, 
Right. So I think that's going to be an exciting space. Um, a lot of money to be there, a lot of fun to be had. What are your, your your vision for the next 12 months in in the emotional ideas, like battle racing ecosystem? What does that look like? So in the next 20, 18 months, my, my goal, my sole goal is to get a working model out to the public so you guys can see what this is. I say the next between the next 12 and 18, uh, uh, my team and I's vision is to build a huge warehouse, about 100,000 square feet, build a, like a half a mile bi-level track indoor so we can test and uh uh, build out the game itself. And I want to allow people to, an opportunity to come tour the facility, check out the sport, give me your feedback. Uh, I want to hear from gamers. I want to hear y'all perspective. I want to see your faces light up. My goal is to bring this uh, to reality. Again, we've done all the work to research and validate that this concept is no longer just a concept, but it's in a, a reality waiting to be made a reality. Uh, and so that's, that's mostly our, our focus right now is to build a full working model. We're raising funds, funding right now. We're actually in our second round. So our first round was used to get all our intellectual property, property, prove out the uh, hardware, the software, uh, build the team and such. And now we're uh, raising this next round of funding to uh, uh, to build the full working model. So I think that's going to be very exciting. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I want to understand um, from kind of the, the end user's perspective, what, what can we expect um from accessibility, and maybe you mentioned this while I was I stepped away. Okay. So, you know, how how does this go from I'm driving and I'm playing and I enjoy this to like what's the next step for me I, as Ethan? I think the next step for as an end user is to basically be able to tap into this ecosystem as we make it a professional sport. You know, when we say a professional sport, that's a whole nother level of um, enjoyment and such. You know, we even have a desire to build a uh, a large scale outdoor battle racing arena. Uh, do you remember that uh, TV show? And then they and they made it into a movie as well, a Speed Racer. I remember. You know, I've come to the reality that I think I'm bringing Speed Racer to life. You know, with the way that we're looking at the tracks and how the, the little cool embellishments that we want to put on the track and the racer experience. Uh, I think the end users should be uh, prepared to see battle racing become more than just something for fun to do. You know, I'm talking about choosing teams, getting sports teams. You know, uh, becoming a, a full fan of the sports gear, merchandise. You know, I, I'm going to make a bold statement here, Marcus. Uh, I I think we may be able to be in a position where I'm going to try to, I don't want to say steal. That sounds a little hard, but I, I think I'm going to try to sway some of the professional motorsport uh, drivers from NASCAR and Formula One to join this new sport. You know, I think they're, I think they're looking for a new challenge. And I think being able to take uh, some individuals that are professional gamers, uh, and have them to race against individuals that are professional drivers. How would that look? You know, you got someone that's good at strategizing, and then you have someone else that's good at, somebody that's good at strategizing and playing video games, but that has basic level of driving. But then you have someone that, with a higher level of driving IQ with basic gaming IQ. I think that's going to be uh, such a dynamic uh, effort to see, and I think uh, that's going to be entertaining in itself. So again, my our full vision is to make this a full sport that you guys can bet on. You know, uh, bet on teams, bet on drivers. Uh, maybe yourself, if you are you go to one of these recreational venues that has battle racing and you see that you're pretty good, maybe you have an opportunity to try out and become a professional battle racing driver for some of these teams that's looking for new drivers. So, you know, I, I tell you all to just look forward to seeing a whole new breakout industry of gaming. And, you know, we're putting gaming on the forefront. We're not putting motorsports over gaming. We're putting gaming in front of motorsports. So, you know, that would be the forefront of this new sport. Yeah, I remember you describing it to me once. It's like, you know, your vision is to have the same impact on the motorsports industry that basically laser tag had on paintball. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. Uh, what you know, a lot of people are familiar with Top Golf. You know, Top Golf essentially made golfing fun. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, you know, most people they go go karting. Yeah, it's cool, like once or twice, but I need to create something that's gonna uh, gonna create that repeat factor. Like you're itching to go again, to hone your skills, get better. Uh, and I, and I think we kind of we're able to do with go karting what I believe Top Golf has done for uh, golfing. You know, and I don't want to get this misconstrued. You know, emotional ideas. We are the entertainment and technology hub of this new sport. So we are not the entertainment franchise. Uh, believe me, I do have ideas for entertainment franchise. You know, I do want to create my own. Uh, but emotional ideas' sole purpose would be to develop this te- battle racing technology and allow it to uh, sustain and maintain a new industry. So, again, that's whether we're selling it and licensing it to other entertainment centers or such. Uh, and uh, I forgot to actually add, Mark, I guess it would be a good time to add this. Mm-hmm. Um, the gaming technology that we're creating is essentially like a gaming console. So it's essentially like a PlayStation that we're attaching onto a, a real go-kart. And with that being said, you know, another vision that we are excited about is to be able to do uh, collaborations with some of you guys' favorite video game companies. Again, our technology essentially brings any type of combat racing game to real life. So Twisted Metal or, you know, the uh, Armor Getting racing game, you know, even movies like Death Race, you know, <laughs> Tron, Mario Kart Crashing Racing, the list goes on and on. You know, Sonic Team Racing, you know. So being able to do collaborations with those companies and being able to license and work with them to put their game likeness, uh, graphics, audio, themes, and have it playable on, on my system, now you may real deal have an opportunity to walk into a facility that says Mario Kart at the top of it. But you walk into this facility, it's themed and looks like the actual Mario Kart track. So that's another uh, way we're going to. So, again, we kind of got two directions that we want to take this technology uh, on, a, on a professional competitive side. And then it's a fun and gaming collaboration effort as well. So I say I will say sky's the limit, but I'm looking at space right now. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you, you made a great point about top golf. You know, I've only golfed one time in my entire life. I'm 36. And the only time I golfed was at top golf. And I, yep. I, I was actually, you know, throwing shade on top golf for, for years <laughs> that I heard about it. I was like, who yeah. wants to go and play golf and like eat? And then like I got there you and it. it was the most fun that I've, I've um, had. Totally. I can't remember the last time yes. I had that much fun, you know, as an adult, yeah. you know, I haven't had that much fun since, you know, the arcade. Right. And, and ironically, they have a partnership with Rovio for, for um, Angry Birds. And, and I oh, think really? that, that actually really catapulted the experience for me because I wasn't playing to golf on the field. I was, trying to use the golf club as a basically a gaming controller to play Angry Birds. That's wild. I didn't even know they had that feature. Yeah. I have to go back again. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's, funny, it's funny you say that because, uh, you know, I think I may have an opportunity one day to do a collaboration with Top Golf. You know, how, what do you guys think? Do you guys think it would be awesome to go to a Top Golf and have one side where you're uh, playing gamified golf as Top Golf offers it, and then on the other side have this battle racing track? You kind of got two high level, a hyper immersive experiences that you can enjoy. So I'm, I'm actually very excited uh, to do that. And uh, while Marcus is away, I want to kind of give you guys a little bit more context on how the battle racing sport works. I know some people are like, well, I still don't really get how it works. Again, check out my website, battleracing.com. And you can kind of see some more information on how that works. Uh, Marcus, I was just telling them, uh, I'm pretty sure some people still out there like, well, I hear what he's saying, but is it still simulation racing? Is it still, you know, am I just sitting at a stable kiosk? No, guys. Again, this is real moving vehicles. You know, real G-force wind going through your hair. 
uh, real actual experience. But we're taking all of the measures we can to make sure that it's a safe experience. Uh, we're actually incorporating artificial intelligence markets into this battle racing system. You know, actually, I'm going to make an announcement here. I actually haven't made this announcement publicly. Uh, we call her Brea, Battle Racing Artificial Intelligence. And she will essentially be your guide as you race. So, you know, you have a helmet with audio Bluetooth inside of it with a microphone. And she's kind of the voice inside of your helmet, kind of like guiding you around the race, letting you know how much health your vehicle has, what power-ups are available, how many laps you got left, trying to give you tips and tricks. So I'm really trying to give you guys the gaming experience in the real world. And I, I'm excited to announce Brea. So that's, that's pretty exciting. That's a Gamify exclusive. If I had an air horn, you know, I would hit the air <laughs> horn button. But that, that's a little yeah. alpha for you all. We were, we're watching on YouTube and, and LinkedIn and everyone joining us at Discord. It, you've, you've had some success as well, but but some, some challenges with this growing, right? I know that you have a lot of downstream partnerships that, that are aligned so people understand the impact. But can you talk about your, your success or lack thereof with like traditional motorsports? If you don't, you don't mind doing that, just a little bit. Um. How to face this. I mean, you know, truth be told, as a black founder, you know, you, you have some difficulties that a lot of people, they just don't recognize. You know, a lot of people hear my ideal and they get excited. You know, uh, not bragging, but most times when I speak about what I'm building, it kind of takes over the room. But then sometimes it feels as if, sadly to say, my skin color sometimes overshadows that for whatever reason that that may be. Uh, a lot of people may know that... Uh, Professional motorsports is still a predominantly uh, white sport, and uh, you know which is why NASCAR and both Formula One is, is struggling to reach minorities and the younger audience. You know they got to kind of come up with the times. And uh, yeah, I got a lot of people uh, downstream that's that's interested in investing down the line. But you know, with me, it's either it's either better talk to me now because down the line they ain't promised. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people's feelings gonna get hurt in the future. But you know they probably deserve it. Uh, so, you know, again, as a black founder, I, I feel like I kind of get overlooked sometimes with what I'm doing because they say, you know, it's a black founder. What do you know about racing? You know, the only black NASCAR racer we have right now is Bubba Wallace. And Michael Jordan just bought a team. So you guys don't know much about this sport. But what I would say today is sometimes you need to be on the outside to see change because apparently the people inside of it can't see it. And, uh, you know, for me, having this gaming perspective, amusement and entertainment perspective, I kind of see a, a new path forward. So I think. You know, I say it's been my biggest challenges is being into rooms and uh, people are condescending, you know, when they talk to me. Uh, they love the idea, but, you know, I've heard idiotic statements like, hey, I think you should make a white face over your company. You know, I think people would take it more. And I'm like, nah, see, that's going backwards. You know, I think the time we're living, I think people would be more excited to see a new face doing something as exciting as this. Maybe that's the push that we need is to see something different. And again, I'm honored and very excited to be the face in front of this new proposed sport. You know, that's probably one of my biggest challenges. But uh, we're getting over the obstacle very soon. Excellent, man. And, and I can definitely relate to that experience. I've had the same in esports, and, and obviously, you're building kind of the a, a pillar of esports, if you will. But there aren't a lot of black people in esports, period. And and I believe that I bring in a different perspective to what you see in the space, and a lot of people resonate with that because. A lot of what's happened, these same ideas have not worked in esports for years. You know, $22 billion invested over the last four years, only $3 billion of revenue generated. Uh, one right. of the publicly traded companies in the space entertainment esports group just announced their quarter one or their, their most recent quarterly earnings. And their shareholder value has dropped 93% year over year. Wow. wow. You know, so I think it's. You know, the numbers speak for themselves. It's time for new faces, new ideas. Not saying to get rid of the old 
uh, guard, if you will. But, but let's let's in, enhance, let's let's right. diversify what's there because the the numbers are there as well. You know, diverse led teams, the teams with diverse leadership, not not all minority or all women, but diverse teams that include you know white male um, leaders as well. Con, con, uh, the word I'm looking for is consistently uh, outperform their non-diverse peers. So it's yep. about, again, bringing not only bringing those new ideas and new perspectives in, but also tapping into those demographics. To your point, I don't know really any black people who watch NASCAR or Formula One. <laughs> actually, and, and my sister and my brother-in-law actually went to a NASCAR race one time and, and they felt like they were okay. not welcome there. Yeah, right. So they, they didn't go back. It so is interesting. And it's interesting that Michael Jordan has just bought a NASCAR team. Right. You know, they have recently came out with an article stating that, you know, now that he's kind of in this and he owns the team, he's like, there's a lot that needs to change here. Now I see why they're struggling. You know, yeah. uh, you know, Bubba Wallace, uh, I think he just won one of the championships, but he's like one of the few, if not the only black NASCAR driver in NASCAR. And, uh, you know, they had the whole controversy with him finding a noose inside of his uh, locker. You know, so so you got issues like that. And that's why I say, you know, I'm not really interested in, you know, I don't want to say it like that. But, hey, I want to say that I would rather create a new alternative to NASCAR Formula One versus plugging into the existing ecosystem. I think we need something completely new to change, uh, something new to show from the ground up. You know, I don't want to start on something that's already having issues. Let's build something from the ground up in unity together. You know, that's one thing I love about gaming is that, you know, it doesn't matter your skin color or your religion or your sexual preference. Gamers is like we're all on the same platform. And that's kind of something that me and my team resonated on. So, you know, a lot of people, when they see my team, you know, my team has a black individual, white individual, male, female, young, older. Uh, mm -hmm. We're diverse because we're trying to change something that's been around for a moment, a minute. We need mindsets from all uh, ranges of individuals to fully understand how to make an impact in this industry that's been around so long. So, yeah, man, I, I think that um, I think this is the perfect platform, again, with gaming to, to do something massive such as this. Excellent, man. Well, I'm here for it and excited for the future. We've got just a few minutes left in this episode. Uh, thank you, everyone, again, joining us from, from Discord and YouTube and Twitch and Twitter and LinkedIn. I think I, I got all the platforms. If you have any questions now that you want to ask live for Joshua, now is the time to do that. Five minutes or so, Joshua. While we, while we wait for those questions, many of those come in. Is there anything else that you wanted to highlight that we may have missed, so we could make sure again, you know, now's the time for, yeah. for shameless plugs and, and you know, whatever you want yeah. to promote. Yeah. Well, again, um, I'm going to go back through the gameplay a little bit because that's the, some of the biggest questions I have, as well as safety. You know, a lot of people say that these are real moving vehicles. What are the safety aspects of this? Well, we're introducing concepts to. Uh, one, again, we're starting with smaller engines such as go-karts and working our way up to larger vehicles. So starting with go-karts, we want to introduce uh, components or features to, to racing that people normally don't have when it comes to go-karts. We're adding full roll cages, side mirrors. We're adding a rear view camera so you don't have to look behind you. You know, uh, we're adding uh, uh, advanced sensor technology so it senses and reads the vehicles around you. I already told you guys that we're introducing artificial intelligence so we're able to uh, kind of make the game more safety, safer, give you tips, guides, tricks, as well as the vehicles will be reading around them as well. Um, I will say that as we are ra uh, raising our next round, you guys do have an opportunity uh, if you are interested in investing. And I, and I will say, Mark, is the reason why I've done this is because over the years I've had a lot of friends and family say, man, I know you're out there looking for uh, larger VCs and accredited investors, but is there a way for, for me to invest? 
I believe it. You know, I might not be a millionaire, but I believe it. Can I get in as well? And yeah, you know, we're officially on WeFunder. We just kicked that off last week. So you guys now have an opportunity to invest with a minimum of $100. I will admit this will not be open long. So if you guys see the vision, you, you believe in, I say hop in, show your support. But uh, this is an opportunity to get on the ground floor of what I believe to be a billion-dollar industry in the next few years. Um, and as, as far as the, the, the sport of battle racing, we want to change the traditional racing experience. You know, uh, Marcus said it perfectly. You know, sometimes you get in the go-kart and you have the slowest one, and everybody else around you has the fastest vehicle. Well, one way we want to solve that is by introducing something called the battle gauge. Your battle gauge will basically be a health bar at the bottom of your display screen. And every notch will represent around like 10% of your speed. So every time you take damage, whether major or minor damage, you will lose notches of speed, notches of health, which is equivalent to your speed. And the only way to get their health back is to drive over landmines that are highlighted in certain colors. So in this space, in this sport, you need to be able to uh, learn how to drive pretty well, strategize and pay attention to the track, the colors of the landmines as they change colors, pay attention to your power-up items, learn how the power-up items operate. And uh, as a mixture of all of that, you know, you will be will be considered a professional battle racer very soon. Excellent, man. Thank you for all of that. I, and, and I know that the, the ecosystem is primed for this because I've seen pieces of it already coming together. Like you said, that there are simulation racing yep. um, events. There yep. are simulation racers. And, and even, you know, in the last two years, when, when traditional racing stopped and all sports stopped, you had traditional racers doing iRacing, the simulation racing, yes. in order to kind of continue the experience. And then on the other side of that, I have seen, maybe it's Forza, I'm probably going to get this specific game wrong, but one game had a, a competition where they did a series of virtual racing through like gaming console, like the steering wheel, like, you know, the, the controller. Yeah. And over the course of that experience, they had gamers progress from playing just the video game to actually qualifying and having the experience and the skill to race real life cars. Yeah. I don't know any of those names, but I, I know that yeah. I, I've been kind of loosely tracking that. Uh, so yeah. I know that that all of this is coming together, kind of convergence of what it is that you're creating. Most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, I've seen some individuals, they said that, you know, during the height of the pandemic, you had a professional drivers training on simulations. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, again, it's primed. Again, with Mario Kart uh, being introduced in 1992, you know, they're on like Mario Kart 8 now. <laughs> they're like, that was like the game of the year, like the year before last, and I think Crash Team Racing was the game of the year for PlayStation before Microsoft took over. And so, you know, it's it, it's implanted subconsciously in people's minds to basically battle race. They just never thought it was possible. And mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't think it was possible from a safety perspective. It emotional ideals we're doing it, and we're going an extra mile to do that. And that's why I said I think it's going to blow the socks off of people once they really realize uh, what this is. And you know, Mar- uh, Marcus, I don't, you know, I know people on the Discord may not be able to see it. You know, uh, if you could play that video that kind of shows what we envision for the vehicle. Uh, people on Discord, you definitely can go, can go to my website, battleracing.com, and you'll be able to see kind of like the concept video we have of how the system will uh, uh, be introduced and how it will operate. And uh, I think people will, will really gravitate to this. Yeah, sure. let's play. I'm going to play this. And again, if you're, you're listening either in Discord or on the podcast, when this gets out to you know iTunes and, and Google Podcasts, et cetera, et cetera, definitely go to um, battleracing.com to see this video. But as it's playing, for those who are listening, Joshua, if you just kind of talk through what they see, what we're seeing. Okay. So, again, our product is called the Battle Console. It's, it's a combination of the body shell, a roll cage, and steering wheel. And, again, it attaches onto real electric go-karts. So once it attaches, it, it completely revolutionizes what you see. 
you know, the steering wheel lifts up and down. You have buttons on the face of it as well as behind it, like your R1 and R2 buttons. Your pedals adjust, your seat adjusts. Again, you have a helmet with Bluetooth capabilities, as well as the outside of the body shield changes colors based off the, um, uh, the um, what do you say, the condition of the vehicle. So we, we even tried to change it to where, like, the outside of it would change colors. If you receive major damage or minor damage and it starts to slow down, well, your vehicle outside may flash red or yellow, signifying to your drivers around you that, hey, this place is slowing down, giving you an opportunity to take advantage of the damage that they just took. You know, if the, the outside of it's green, do you know that speed boost is boosting? So, again, there are so many different elements of this new race that would give you a true chance to strategize and skill. We recognize uh, there is a learning curve, which is why we're creating a training simulation kiosk uh, that people can learn to play and, and enjoy it. So. Uh, all I say is wait and see. Become a fan. Follow us on our social media page pages. We have uh, Facebook. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. Uh, we have LinkedIn. So just follow one and get the updates, man. Excellent, excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, man. I know that thank you, you are incredibly busy, um, and I know that, you know you've got a family as well. You have your own cameo appearances that you have to to deal with and, and manage. Right. So I, I appreciate you making time for this. Um, again. Everyone, thank you for joining us for episode 20. We hit that major milestone. Stay tuned this upcoming Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard, where our next guest is featured guest is Esther uh, Callahan. She is the CEO and co-founder of Hundo.Careers, which helps engage uh, millennial, Gen Z, and, and gamers, basically, to career opportunities in the future of work. So that includes NFTs, crypto, and blockchain, and the metaverse. You, know, you may potentially see some job postings from Emotional Ideas, Posted through that ecosystem soon. So definitely join us this upcoming Thursday, again, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard. Thank you all for your time. Good night, friends.